0: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
1: Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series. I'm joined today by Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? I'm good. How are you? You well? Yeah. Good. Good. Very good indeed. It's been a while. Glad to have you back.
2: Yeah, I sort of, uh, I I listen to... 70% 70% of your shows I feel like mm. I um, see you every day nearly I?
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah it's strange when I speak to people that have obviously watched the show it's uh, it's a strange dynamic because obviously you're like you're in their living room every day um, but I'm not actually seeing them so <laughs> they, they speak to you like they're seeing you every day and it's you know it's a, it's a strange dynamic but uh, no it's it's great and I'm glad that you're tuning in and the chat box is always welcome to see you dipping in there uh, with some hot takes as usual but what uh, <laughs> (laughs) better is to uh to be able to get you on the show and have a chat as well and our favorite topic of course is transfers um we we love talking and watching and looking into the statistics of players and staff particularly watching clips and things like that and you are it's fair to say privy to a youtube compilation or two um i do like (laughs) them i
2: think uh there is a skill to watching youtube compilations Mm. honestly you have to recognize little things right so when you're watching a player see where the ball's, you know, when the when the clip starts, mm. you don't see enough of the build-up, right? You normally see it really really late. And then you look at the league, and you look at things like, I always look at things like how they're separating away from people, right? Are they yeah. really gapping people, right? They look at their technique of their shooting. so You look at things that are transferable. Do you see what I mean? And, and so everyone goes, oh Clive, you shouldn't look at YouTube. I think, mate, I can look at anything <laughs> you like. If you know what you're looking at, you just take it for what it is, right? And more than anything, you see a clip that maybe tells you what type of player that player is. And then the, then the natural thing is, okay, how does he fit into Arsenal? How could he fit? Where does he pick the ball up? I see you do your stuff in a, on heat maps. And mm. and I think they're really instructive, they are, because you can see where people play, where they really yeah. have impact. And, um, and you put it all together, you can get a picture. You can get a picture with all the caveats of league, opponents, You know, um, sometimes, particularly in some of the leagues, I'm sure we're going to discuss it now, Mm. um, it's hard to judge physicality and speed, you know, and power, you know what I mean? And and when you think you've got it, you get surprised, you know, and um, so, yeah, that's the fun, isn't it? The fun is trying to guess what's going to happen, what we're going to do and what works for us.
1: I'm guessing Arsenal's transfer window is—it's uh, <laughs> a lottery, <laughs> is what it is. Um, you know, you think they're going to do one thing and they do another. You know, I really didn't think we'd spend fifty million pounds on a centre back last summer, and we did that. You know, I remember we were chatting away about midfielders and and forwards and and that obviously it didn't really happen last summer um obviously Martin Odegaard was the most offensive player that we brought in this summer's been very different and before yeah. we go on to everyone's favorite topics of who we might sign it's the first opportunity I've had to sit down with you and discuss Gabriel Jesus and Marquinhos and Matt Turner um, and Fabio Vieira as well. He's probably the most curious one. I'm, you know, we don't know as much about him. We know Jesus. You know, you know, we watched him every week play for Man City and boss so many games. And I love using your phrase that you use to describe him, which is that he fits like a glove into kind of yeah. the Arsenal system and what Arteta wants. But I'm curious to know thoughts on those, but in particular, Fabio Vieira as well, from what you've seen of him.
2: Well, I've only seen what everyone else has seen, which is mm. every single clip available. Under-21s and you know the first-team mm. games. And he looks really intelligent. And for me, you know, you try to pair things up, right? you got Marcellian and Spiffer on the left. you got Jesus and Eddie down the middle. And for me, you've got um, Odegaard and Vieira slightly to the to the right. Now, you could say, why are you spending that money on somebody who's going to back up Odegaard? There mm. we go. We go into the debate. But what he has and what Odegaard has is a level of intelligence. When you watch them, they look smart. They do the smart thing. You know, you're watching the screen. You think, mate, if you turn that way and pass it there, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Easy for us to see We're sitting in, you know, up in the upper tier looking down. It's easy for us to see the moves. They've got to see it with the boots flying around them. And those type of players tend to do that really well. His quality into the box is really good. with both feet. you know, real good quality. I think a lot of the transfers strategies around build up and around retention and lifting the technical level. And I I think that's what we that's gonna be our identity, a technically efficient team that uses the ball well. And then we can sort of push things forward a bit and and really be a bit more attacking in the eight and be more attacking in the eight stroke ten. Do you see what I mean? Mm, yeah. My worry though, Tom, is um Not enough sprinters on the outside of the pitch, mate, at the moment. You know, not enough sprinters being linked, you know. So um, we'll get to that. But I think on the interior side of things, the technical level needs to be raised. And once it is, I think we'll see our forwards get the ball as they want it.
3: Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think that the, I mean, when you look at the team before the summer, really the only creative 10, and I don't really put necessarily Smith Rowe in the same category as Martin Odegaard say you know someone that's going to find those incisive passes defense splitting balls you know Smith where I look at being so much more direct on the ball than the Odegaard who's more of your, your orchestrator and your puppeteer if you like of the forward line. What
2: do you, what do you think of Smith where do you think he is at the moment in his he's game?
1: Gonna, I think he's going to struggle next season is probably my hot take um, on what him. Think, what I, do you think he needs to do? What have you been thinking? I, I, I think that he needs to specialize and understand kind of what, because at the age of 21, the next season going into 22s and 23s, you know, you either need to be a left-wide playmaker or you need to to be a 10. And that needs to be kind of established. Um We've asked him to get goals. He's got goals. Yep. Um, He's added that to his game and he did that really, really well. I think he became so impactful off the bench. But I kind of want him to be better at getting, if he's going to play left, I want him to be better on his left foot and I want him to get closer to the touchline. I want him to be better at those kind of cutback passes if he's playing on the left. Yeah. Um, and he does that quite well. And I think that's probably why Arteta favours Martinelli is because he opens up that opportunity for those types of assists. And I'm not sure Smith Rowe necessarily is as, as close to Martinelli in that regard. Um, yeah. He likes him for being direct and getting into the box of the ball and being a threat from around the box as well. But you know, I think actually he needs to add a little bit more creativity to his game. What, what do you think? What are you alluding to? Yeah, I've been.
2: You, you know, you, you you connect to players in different ways, don't you? Sometimes mm. you see one player, oh my god, I love that player, I love it, I love it. I can see exactly what he is, and you can't stop thinking about him. Smith Rowe, although we know about him, I, I found I've always found him quite hard to read. Not mm. in a bad way, just like okay, what are you exactly? Right, so I've debated yeah. myself. He's an interior, he's an exterior player, but number one thing is when he plays well we play really well mm. that's for sure and he, he plays well in bursts so my message to him would be just get more touches get more touches don't be a peripheral don't allow the game to go past you when you get a touch be really positive i thought it's quite interesting that he played last game for the 21st on june the 13th Yet he was back before all the other internationals were back mm. and i thought that and I thought to myself hmm, is that one or two reasons we discussed on the podcast the other day? Is it because he's really seized competition, he wants to get back in shape and get back early? Or is it because there's an SNC programme, strength and conditioning programme, where they want him back at the club, working hard, getting fit, getting more robust? Because we lose him, don't we? He he doesn't start a game, doesn't finish a game. Do you see what I mean? And I think we need more domination from him. And because of that, our eyes go towards Martinelli and his, natural bustling sprinty physicality we say ah i I can see that Mm. i can see that exactly what he's doing well he hasn't scored since watford really which was a long time ago and um so although one gives you transmits wonderful things to your eye with effort and sprinting and he's had some good games in between there but one struggling with his body please it's ball in the back of the net i think i think it's an interesting dynamic and it's going to be interesting to see how they Fit and when we use them, you know, home versus away, five subs, etc. But my eyes are on him, mate. My eyes are on him. He scored
1: against Chelsea, didn't he? Um, Smith Rowe did, yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it was Smith Rowe and two from Minketti. But that, that, uh, it was one His of course. those goals. Yeah, he does, and that's that was the thing from last season was that you know we had Erdegaard, uh, we had Martinelli, we had Saka, we had Smith Rowe. These four great young players but none of them were scoring really. You know, yeah. Saka in particular, that was the big thing for him was adding more goals to his game um, because I think actually he was kind of playing, he was standing out for England as kind of the standout right winger because England don't really have another out and out right winger. You know, Bowen's obviously done very well for West Ham on the right, but I think isn't, you know, isn't Saka by any set of a doubt. Yeah. So, I think that with Saka last season, you saw him take his game to a next level. Whilst Smith Rowe added goals, I don't necessarily think he took the leap that Saka took last season, despite his numbers looking impressive. I think there yeah. wasn't that leap forwards that Saka took. think Martinelli is a bit of a coiled spring, and it's just kind of a way in real faith being put in him in a Premier League sense of being Arsenal's left winger. And I think that the addition of Jesus is really going to you know, knit all of this together. Yeah. As a forward uh, and that's that's what I'm excited about.
2: I think with Smithrow he, he was hot, very hot. And mm-hmm. when he went to England, I think they played like something San Marina, whoever he was, and he played mm-hmm. those and yeah. scored and then came back and then I think he picked up an injury, I remember right at the end. Mm-hmm. And we lost him. We lost him, you know, just like that. I just I don't the national breaks killed us last year.
3: Yeah. You know, they
2: mm-hmm. really did kill us and um and we lost him. So I'm trying to I'm not rushing to judgment because I, you know, we can all see his talent. But like anything, when you get better players and more of them, we all go, I wonder how he's gonna get on. You know, how's he gonna do? You know, who's gonna play here, who's gonna play there. I think with the level of education for all of us next year that with five sub rules, for example, we may not we may have to flick away from our first eleven mentality. Do you know what I mean? And start judging the team in the currency of minutes and how many minutes they play. Starters and finishers. Who ends games? Who starts games? What style of football do we want at the start of a game versus what style of football we want at the end of the game? And Smith and Martial for a variation, didn't they? A technical and a physical variation, a controlling variation. And so I think it's going to be not just those two, but other players. It can be so interesting to see how we rotate and and how we tactically approach games with the new five-sub rule.
1: Speaking of rotation, let's let's get into the meat and gravy of of kind of the transfer window and what we might expect. And I do want to start with this attacking midfield scenario. We've we've touched on Fabio Vieira briefly, and he's obviously joined that group that we've just mentioned with Smith Rowe, Martinelli, and Saka, and Marquinhos, of course, coming into things. Which, with his senior number that he's been given, and the appearances being given, and the fact he's on the tour, kind of signals to me there's a bit of the Martinelli pathway being built for him as well. Um, that maybe we weren't as expectant of when he was first being mentioned as a signing, but the Lucas Paqueta uh, link, which is where I'm going to start. Mm. I know, and I think I'm right in saying, and correct me if you're wrong, but you have your doubts over the legitimacy of this through possible agent stuff. But let's get that bit out of the way. How real do you think these links are?
2: Well, when the f- rumor first came up, I thought, okay, they're trying to flush out Newcastle because your mate mm. Bruno's at Newcastle, they're at Leons. So I thought, I sort of dismissed it a little bit in my head, and I'm trying to preach to anyone that listens to me don't get over excited about certain players because they're only going to let you down but I failed like everybody else right so I really <laughs> I, I really wanted Rafinha yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like the idea of it you know another Brazilian in the group mm-hmm. and it, it, it felt really good I love his penetration and how he drives at goal and shoots and I really like the idea of that to have Jesus, Rafinha and Saka in the front line of oh, crikey. I was like, I was getting very excited, you know. Um, but of course, it was never really on, it was always Barcelona, right? So um and again, I your mate was it I call him Savik Milan, come on, mate.
1: Milinkovic Savage, yeah. yeah. Thank
2: you. I didn't want to get excited about him because where the rumors come from.
1: Learn that from yeah. you. When that, when that dropped and you texted me on that day, I was like, mate, don't get your no, <laughs> didn't. I didn't.
2: Because I, I learned that from you. And I know that Italian rumours not not to be believed in. So yeah. I, I, I stayed cool on that one. But Paquetta is different. And he's the sort of player that I, I you know, when you like people, Tom, you can't help it. Mm-hmm. You and Slob aside from no that. Like <laughs> <it. laughs> you just can't help it, right? So um, yeah. And I liked him. I liked his strut. And I always thought he's a forward, you know, a right winger forward type mm-hmm. player, and I thought maybe that's the um, originally. I thought that that's the Rafinha takeout. You know, we're gonna we're gonna go here. He can play false nine. He can post up. We can maybe flick Jesus to the right. I'm thinking, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But don't get excited. But then you start watching him, and again, where I've started this conversation off about raising our technical level,
3: mm.
2: he has his technique, his ability to not say I know he gives the ball away. I know his numbers say that. Yeah. But definitely when you watch him, his ability to keep the ball under pressure when it counts, his passing ability is really, really good. Mm-hmm. His arrogance on the ball demands attention. Right. He doesn't attract people as if to say, I'm not sure if I can control this, so I'm going to go and trigger and press him because you press him, you're in, you're in a bit of trouble if he gets exactly. it through you, right? So, and if you look at our right-hand side with uh, Tom Yasu, um, Odegaard, Vieira, depends what happens, and Saka, I don't think any of us have got any issues there on that on that right-hand side. On the left-hand side, however, we've got some development room, right? And um, some of that's stylistic and some of that's technical, right? So Tierney, stylistically, does he fit if he's inverted? You know, Does he fit? Not sure. Yeah. Um, Shaka, we know what a great soldier he is. Technically, does he fit? Can he look after the ball? If we invert a fullback behind him, he's playing higher up. Does he have the skill sets? And we just spoke about Martelli and Smith-Rowe, who I think will develop on, because they're both 21-20. You know, mm. No drama there. In a year's time, we'll be... Uh, you Know buying their shirts and, you know, oh, do you we yeah. shirt this season. <laughs> yeah. So we must sometimes we must remember how young they actually are. Yeah and, yeah. and they're learning the game. But that eight position and how we link into that little triangle on that left hand side, I think is the big development for this team. It really is. And sometimes and I'm not against Shaka by the way, I think he's a fine player, fine yeah. professional. He, Absolutely fine, but sometimes you need to you need to move on. And if we were to spend in that position, I think we could find another level of entry into the final third. Bit more build up quality, bit more technical ability, ability to drive and shoot, to carry, you know, to pressure
3: mm.
2: pressure with agility. As Soon as it comes out of Shaka's circumference, he's left, he's lost.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, and he's so. lost.
2: And so agility to, for lateral movements not there. And I think there's a real big, real big improvement there. So, you know, when we watched Jesus at the weekend, well, or last week, as soon as you saw him, I don't know if you watched the
1: game, I did. Um, yeah, I was doing the minute by minute. It was okay. uh, chaotic. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: so I, yeah. The description I used was it's like cleaning your windows and suddenly you didn't realize how dirty they were. And you look outside <laughs> and everything's clear. Yeah, when you see a centre forward, like, oh, there you go. Someone this who is can, what they do. <laughs> they can keep it. They can move it. They can carry. They can dummy. They can have primary and secondary movements in the box. They flash across front post. They don't stand on the penalty spot, blowing out of their backside. Yeah. They they can literally flash one movement. They go the other side. I mean, it was like. It was just so in. It was. It was. It was so enlightening, you know. And um,
1: oh, it was. Uh, it was arousing. It's <laughs> what <yeah>. it was.
2: <laughs> and, you're, and you're trying to hold back. You're trying to say to yourself, oh, "He's just yeah. a friendly. He's just a yeah. friendly." But nah, he, he's, he's. Forget the opposition. Just look at what he was doing. Yeah, and how he was doing it. The intensity by which he was doing it. I mean, it was. It was amazing, mate. Wasn't it? And mm-hmm. you know, like you know, that like we're fans, and we're like, we're like. Weirdos, right? We're junkies for it, right? So um but I tell you now, the reaction of the other players when he came on, their performance lifted Mm. immeasurably.
1: Ketia was night and day. Night and day from first to second half.
2: They just said, I'm not having it. They just said we need to deal, we need to get to his level real quick. Mm -hmm. You know, and that is the benefit of bringing good players in. Good players make you lift. You know what I mean? Like anybody anybody now has got a job. You work in a in a team or a group or an office or wherever you're working, you work with bad people. You you do what they do, just just mm. enough. You work with good people. Tell you what you do, you better get good. Step you up. better get good, right? And um, I think we saw a bit of that at the um, at the weekend.
1: Yeah, uh, equally different in chat, says uh, Ainsley the Niles notice, noticeably stepped up his performance in the second half uh, before he came off, I thought, you know, as well.
2: Uh, well, I know your channel like him and, we, you know, you know my thoughts on him. I, I get angry. He's almost like he's my son and I, I get angry at the, at the missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You know? I know exactly
1: how you mean. There's been so yes. many players that are, that are like that. Yeah. Um, Arsenal over the past that are just that we have allowed to just pass us but just not us, but the players in particular, like them themselves, just haven't been willing. And Maitland Knowles is the antithesis of that example. Um it's
2: so frustrating. Do you remember when Theo Walcott thought he's a centre forward? When really yeah. the best way to score goals is to play in the half space and he's out to win runs were unstoppable. Right? Mm-hmm. So he stood at centre forward, stood on centre half toes and barely touched the ball. You sometimes let people let people put you in position, you know, just play the game. Yeah. Arteta said to Ainsley at one point, and I'm gonna paraphrase here, he said he needs to embrace his gift, and his gift is versatility. Mm. And he didn't embrace it. I mean, he can literally play, we talk about inverted fullbacks. He can play both side inverted fullbacks.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He played in the cup final as an inverted wing back. Yeah. And kept Saka on the bench. Bossed it got Lost picked it. for England as an inverted left-sided fullback. But he decided, now. Nah, you know what? I fancy going to go at West Brom. I
1: mean, I <laughs> <laughs>
2: jog about in centre midfield. You know, yeah. it's, it's incredible.
1: It's like, um uh you know, players obviously have a mindset of what they believe is their best. You know, we've all done it when we were younger, you know, you go into the team and you're like, I want to play striker because it's the most exciting position, you know, scoring yeah. the goals and the glory and stuff. And at the end of the day, i make the comparison with Britain on Cuffin. I don't know if you watched his interview with the Beautiful Game podcast, but if, if anyone listening hasn't watched it, I absolutely recommend that you go and do. Because he used to be in a front three with Kayon Edwards, who's obviously our young guy coming yeah. through, um, and, and one other player as well. And they said, and he said basically between him, Edwards, and this other guy, uh, who I also think is uh, Arsenal still. Uh, I can't remember his name. Though. They got like 100 goals between them in under-12s together as a front yeah. three. But... You know, he's gradually moved backwards. Now he's a right back and he's playing that position. But he said he loves it. But like he he absolutely thrives on it. He, he he takes one-on-ones as personally going forwards as he does defending. And you can just see the attitude of this guy. has got that attitude of a player that's going to make it. You know, he's going to make it into professional football. And, and Maitland-Niles was just too blinkered about what he wanted, which was to play in midfield. Um, and if you're going to make it at the top level and really succeed, then you need to listen to the people around you that are telling you where you fit best. Um and he didn't. Um, yeah. Sorry. Do you want to close off that that section?
2: Yeah, it's just a shame, really, because we all we all like him, and there's a group of young players that come through the club's academy. And I personally, I've got. I've, hey, look, you can't you can't win them all, right? And there are times where we've been yeah. um, we've been unfair to him as well. I think we've misused him, not communicated to him appropriately. But there's a moment you have got to look at the the strategy of the manager, the tactical blueprint that he has, and realise that you've got the skill sets for it and just play, just play, you know. And um, I don't like – it's not my money, right? I know you like that phrase, not my money. But yeah. the fact we're we're popping off to Southampton to, to steal their right back and pay him when he's a free transfer ahead of time and then basically watch a young academy kid who's better defensively, better going forward, can play both sides, can really play both sides, mm-hmm. not kick it in the car park. Right. It can really play both sides and he can't get his head straight or we can't connect with him. And it's a shame. It's a shame, but not over yet. He's in America, right? Let's see. You never know. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I I was saying
1: earlier, I think this is, you know, a lot of people were looking at that and going, why are the youth not going? Well, it's a shot window is pre season. It's not only for preparedness and readiness and fitness and experimentation. It's a shot window Uh, and Arsenal be aware of that. Absolutely. Um Maitland is quite a nice segue actually because the other two areas are midfield and fullback. Um yeah. the other midfielder is, is Yuri Tillemans, um, whose mm. house has been up for sale now and Arsenal's private investigators online are looking into that. And you know, uh, it's it, honestly what this fan base is capable of on social media is crazy. Incredible. Um but uh that you know, I, I don't like speculating too much and I do always tell people when I think it's appropriate to take things with a pinch of salt, but as signals go, it's pretty darn big, pretty darn big of a signal. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on him? So, Paquetá
2: is sort of my forbidden fruit. right? I really like the player, but you have a lot of those. You have a, I tree have of a those. few. <laughs> I do have a few. I like people like him. I, I did like Kulusevski, for example. Yeah, similar in style, stand-up player, technical, can you know pin people back, receive the ball to feet, turn around, and create. I think Paquette is better than Kulosevsky. I think he's mm. more versatile. He'd be fantastic. So he's my forbidden fruit. Thielabuze is just a sensible, just get it done. You know, get it done. I know he plays right eight a lot, mm. um, but he's, he has got the personality. He has got the drive. It just seems to me really quite obvious. We have a lot of left footers. So we're going to play this inverted game. Where you can come inside and invert. I think Telemans is perfect for that. Yeah. I watched one of the games in the Nations League where his a match I can't remember who's against now, sorry. But oh, he, he, he was scored, brilliant. Didn't they, didn't he, he scored. scored. He was way. Yeah. and I watched it closely and he was paying a little bit more from the left on. And I, that was it for me. Once I saw that, I thought, done. Yeah, You're in. Yeah. The, t- the price 25 mil, probably 25 plus five, and know, make it 30 mil, keep everybody happy. Um last year of his contract. He's at the right age, 25. He's at the right stage in his career, ready for mm. the move, ready for the shiny move where the light is on you all the time, you know. Yeah. And I, I've got a really good feeling for it. Whereas I really like Paquetá, I like his how how mm. he looks, but I know Telemans can do it. You know, we've we've all sat and watched him run through Chelsea's midfield and scored the winning goal in an FA Cup final. 25 yards we Mm -hmm. know he can do it we know his levels we know the 60 million pound player a year or so ago when his contract was was in a healthier position so we can get him for half price for me sometimes don't get exotic just do what's obvious jesus was obvious Telemans is obvious we get more from that type of player in that one-up position from being a a six, sorry, from being a Shaka, who's a six eight. This yeah. guy's a, a true eight, but he's also played a bit of time at six this year because, indeed, he's you know been a bit injured. So we know he can play six as well if we need to, with a little bit more personality and agility. <laughs> so for me, mate, sometimes don't overthink it. It's just staring you in the face, right? And yeah. um I don't know why so... I've
1: gone out of focus. By the way, I'm looking.
3: <laughs> 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 so there we go.
2: <laughs> That's better. <laughs> but sometimes don't overthink it. Just do it. Just do it. Mm. And when they come in and you get a, when Jesus is a lesson, isn't he? He's come in. There's no adaption time.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, none of that rubbish. He's just like, oh, I'm here. Give me the ball. You know, so um, mm. that's what I want to see. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong from buying within the league quality players that we know who they are. We haven't always got to go exotic and wait six months for them to settle in. You know, mm. and then while we're doing that, another season, fifth, sixth, eighth, let's just get, get the lad in. Know, get him in and see what he can do.
1: And for the prices available, it just, I just, you know, I, I say I can't get my head around it. I get because clearly there's this player that Arsenal are looking at in midfield. Whether that's Paqueta or not, I don't know because they play different positions of the different players. But if Arsenal have got a budget for a, for an area and they're, they're mm. looking at Paqueta more so, you know, it doesn't make sense to me that they would go for the only. The only way I can really get my head around the idea of choosing Paqueta over, say, Tielemans is because Arteta's got this obsession with trying to copy the Man City model of having so many different attacking options. And he just sees adding a Paqueta as more important than a Tielemans, if that makes sense. Yeah.
2: I look at it. I look at Tielemans. I say, OK, I know you can do a certain job. I know you can use early passes. You can see it both sides. You can turn around. You can bang in shots, sweeping crosses you got the personality to play in the Premier League. Done. Tick. With Paquetta, I think his talent is probably higher. I think he looks more spectacular. But can he do it? You know, can he really do it? So I don't look at him and think Man City. Because actually, I've sort of misread him initially. I didn't realise that he's really has done well as a, a left centre mid. Mm-hmm. Really has done well in recent times. Where he was much more offensive in, in the early stages of his career. So if Arteta fancies him, I'll, I'm all in, because I, I, I love it, but but the sensible thing to me, with my sort of practical, pragmatic head on, is to go for 10 But I wouldn't cry if we went for one or the other. I wouldn't yeah. cry at all, I'd be ecstatic, because they're both
1: quality. The other area is fullback, um, and I say just—it's not necessarily just fullback because you know the player that we were linked with for most of the beginning of the window was was Lisandro Martinez, who could play centre back and left back and defensive midfield. So they clearly enjoyed the fact that he was versatile. In my yeah. mind, they saw him as kind of the left-sided Tommy Asu. Um, you know yeah. that if we lost Tommy Assu, that we could play Martinez and have Cedric as a more offensive-minded fullback, or a Bruton and Cuffy if you wanted to go that far, and you wouldn't necessarily lose the balance of the team that we did lose when we didn't have Tommy Asu, Even though Tierney did a job playing the more reserved role while Cedric was in, but then when we lost Tierney as well, it just fell apart defensively. Yeah. Um, but they—they're they're now looking if reports are to be believed, from Portugal, uh, Alex Grimaldo, um, who is 7 million euros, 5.9 million pounds, very, very cheap, very different from, Mart- uh, from Martinez. I've I've done some research on him today. I've got a piece going out on him tomorrow morning, uh, focusing on the 16 different statistical areas that he ousted Tierney last season in both attack and defence. So mm-hmm. there's kind of... There's misconceptions about him, um, I think. And there's like, you know, whenever you mention... You put Grimaldo out on Twitter, the immediate response is bad defensively. Can't defend. Not good yeah. not good in that direction. Yeah. And I, From looking at him more now and looking into his numbers and some clips, I think it's unfair to broadly label him as a bad defender. Because I think that he has lots of parts of his game that are better than Tini defensively. And I know Tini's yeah. not like the... the poster boy of a defensive left back but grimaldo has more than what people are giving him credit for so what do you think of him
2: right so i've done my uh highlight clips watching and yeah when i look at players that play on the outside of your mm-hmm. team i don't like to see vulnerability right so mm-hmm. i see a full in my mind i see your full backs as almost like stabilizers so think back to last year when we felt slightly uh, <laughs> we on unstable ground when our first choice fullbacks weren't there. We felt mm. unstable. Yeah, Tommy Asu is our stability rod, basically. Yeah, linchpin, and, and everything links around him because we can do what we like on our left side. If you say on the right hand side, so to lose him is, was a blow. I think it highlighted the he um, highlighted the stylish issues on the left hand side you know, people that didn't really want to be there but were forced to be there deep and asked to do deep build-up, right? So the issue with Nuno for me is when he's in his own half, being asked to build up play, when he's in the opposition half, not much to teach him apart from can you keep the ball in the stadium on your right foot shot, right? It's not much to teach him because he drives so quickly on his left foot. He's crossing, he's not bad. On the right foot, he gets excited. He's 21, we can fix that, right? So the fact he's two-footed, tick. Right, so um, so I'm not so down on Nuno as other people are. Agreed. But I look at Grimaldo and I say, do you stop people attacking you? Do you stop people picking on you? Do you? Mm. and I, and I don't see that.
3: No. I think he get.
2: I think he gets under people. So what he does when you're a bit smaller, he's five seven, right? So when you're a bit smaller, what you do when you're a bit, little bit physically challenged, your positional sense has to be top. Mm-hmm. You don't want people to run at you because they can just. Push you over, or bowl you over, wants to get a run on you, you're in trouble. So what he does, his distances are really, really good. So he gets under you really quickly. So he is a little, he is a little bit of a transition defender. So he tackles mm. you when he like steals your money. Yeah, he pressures really well. Yeah, yeah, pressures yeah. well, nicks it, and then he's used to the ball. He's excellent. So could he play as an inverted fullback? Probably.
3: Mm.
2: In an ideal world, when we when we have our pictures, we got our two three five, and we're killing people. It all looks great, and we get our pass maps out. In the real world opposition wants to do a bit and ping you into that corner and run people at you like Callum Wilson can you what's going to happen to you you'll be in the you'll be in the ground eating grass you know and I think there's we have to think about the the darker days not just the sunny days at the end, we're popping it around when we're assessing these players so I'm not sure what problem he's going to fix for us Mm -hmm. does he give us stability or does he just give us deep line build up and quality on the ball now, if he's if he's got that, fine, I'll live with it. But one play, you know, is he a uh, a slightly not as good that's not good English, <laughs> a slightly not as good Sinchenko, right? Who is an inverted? I'd rather
1: right? Sinchenko. <laughs> he's he's, he's <laughs> yeah. done it
2: in the league, you know. He and we he knows the system, he knows the zone which to stand. When he's on the outside, he's a bit sharper. When he stands in the Shaka position, inverted. His distribution and build-up play is perfect. When he goes to the outside, he puts in killer crosses. Again, back to the Tiedemann's discussions, we know he can do it. Mm. At some point in this project, we need to have less projects. Do you see what I
3: mean?
2: <laughs> yeah. We yeah. need to sometimes say, we need to get the guy we know who can do it. We've got a few projects going on here, and we're happy to have them. And we've got more coming from the academy. Mm. do we need to buy another one you know Mm. and I I think that's where I am with it at the moment Tom because I remember how I felt after those Newcastle and Spurs games as much as your listeners and viewers do and I haven't forgotten and I I made a vow to myself not to get too excited about too many projects and how about just getting the guys you know can do the business because it's time to put that lot across the road and Chelsea Mm. it's, it's time to do it yeah it's, in, it's enough time has passed now it's time to execute and do it some of that's tactical some of that's with the manager some of that's going to be with better forwards but some of that is with making sure we do the right recruitment you know um don't i read something today maybe even in your channel if you buy cheap you buy twice mm. All Right, so um that's in the back of my mind
1: it's really strong phrasing because obviously, you know, if you are. Whilst Grimaldo is cheap, he doesn't. He won't solve the he won't solve what Arteta wanted from Martinez. You know, he doesn't give you that. Mm. And whilst I I think maybe he's too harshly criticized for what he doesn't give, which is, if you say he's bad defensively, you know, I I don't think that's accurate. um, Because as we've just discussed, you know, pressure's are great, space management is really good, positional awareness is good. It's just you are limited as a five foot seven fullback um, and you are limited with what you're able to do. And whilst Martinez is a short guy, you know, he has muscle and aggression yeah. and he's just, he's an animal. Uh, hence why yeah. he's called the butcher <laughs> and, and Grimaldo's not that. So no, he's not.
2: And I, you know what? And again, little message to myself. I always say, okay, can he, can he stop Salah? Can he stop that guy coming at him? No. You know, can he stop Kulisevsky? You know, can he stop Sterling? But like this this is what this is what we've got to judge ourselves by, right? Can he stop Sancho? Probably. <laughs> <can't> stop Sancho. <laughs> but these are yeah. these are these are enemies, right? And they're gonna pick on him. Can he stop those guys? Mm. Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel comfortable with him winning those battles? Do you I don't feel know comfortable with
1: Tierney winning those battles? Because I'd argue well, there's I'm not a hundred percent confident of him. I
2: those I think um we were talking the other day on the podcast about um, the definition of physicality. And we concluded that one of the things that you have is physicality, not just muscle power. Although we do think that spinal positions, you do need a level of power, like Gabrielle, for example, you know, and um, mm-hmm. seeing Samby grow and get stronger, Bettina grow and get stronger. It's not a bad thing, right? So you need that level of physicality and power, but not too much because you've got to carry it around. But the real trick for these elite players is repeat repeat sprinting, and that is is the trick. That's what separates them from us normal human beings. They can do repeat sprints a million times more than us than we can, right? So Mm -hmm. I look at Tierney, and I think sometimes, to me, he always looks fatigued. You know, if you spend a lot of time in his zone, I think he can look a little bit fatigued now i don't critique him I don't, i'm not one of those people that's sitting there quietly waiting for him to just blow up mm. he's we got, he's got a contract of 26 and he's a fine player 25 mil fine player we, i think for him it's all about his physical shape i think technically he can learn anything i think when he's top and he's fit and he's not tired and not playing stupid friendly for scotland he will he's able to do most things for us in in a good way and he, I think another thing sometimes, Tom, you have to, I always remember this again, there's a crowd watching these players and what they transmit to us is very important. And he transmits a level of care. He cares about the team. He cares about defence. He cares about standards. And I like that. Mm. I spent too many years watching faceless players who cared about the cash point and the check and the numbers when they put their card in and what that number is going to say more than they care about the team, the club and the fans. There's been a huge connection change at Arsenal and people like Tierney has been part of that. So although I have a concern about the amount of games he's played, we all know the percentage of the amount of games he's missed. Mm. And the fact that we've had two years now where we've been derailed by a left-back problem Um we need to manage that better. Now, do we develop number do we buy or we do we develop? And I'm not sure. But you, if we were going to get a Martinez to play that role, fine. But then mm. we're choosing to develop Nuno somewhere else. And there's a queue of people waiting for him. Because they can see he's not a dud. Right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So it's a challenge. What's his base in that position, mate? I'm not sure how it's going to go. am not sure. Yeah
1: no neither am i um before we go to the chat box and some questions uh there's one other thing and if you have got a question by the way guys now is the time to start throwing them in use the capital q it really does help them stand out and drop a like on the video as well it really does help us out and subscribe to the channel you can follow clive on twitter at clive pafc you can follow your
2: lot must know me by now crikey
1: surely but there'll be some that don't so it's always <laughs> worth it's always <laughs> worth saying it um last question um, is regarding the last time we spoke, I think one-on-one for a scheduled show, not when you hop on the morning shows randomly. Um, But uh, we had a long chat about wide forwards and strikers because Mm. this was meant to be the summer. that Arsenal would obviously overhaul their forward line, in particular the striker position. But we both agreed that a wide forward... uh, you know, a rangy wide forward with power that could also deputise in the middle and add that versatility was key. If Arsenal end the summer window and Gabriel Jesus and a renewal of Eddie Nketiah, and let's add Lucas Paqueta to the scenario because he looks the most likely other attacking-minded player that we would sign. Yeah. At a 10, where 10 is your perfect expectation of the summer, where do you put the business that's been used to tackle that attacking line?
2: So we're in the we're in the project phase again, aren't we? Because we're looking yeah. at Mark, we're looking at Marquinhos. And we're thinking he came on and looked looked okay. Mm. You know, I'm a huge fan of preseason, and I shall be going to the Emirates Cup. By the way, <laughs> I'm a <huge laughs> fan of pre-season. because for people like Marquinhos, he's literally going to decide where he spends his football next year. Is he going to go on loan? Is he going to? Yeah, he's better than twenty threes. He's better than that. You know, and he has a. A presence on the pitch, which is really interesting.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, so, if he can show that presence in the group, he, he's got he's got a chance because we we we, we need something else on the right hand side. We we do, you know. Um, I felt you know when we spoke months ago, I did like Cody Gakpo. I had a look at him in the Leicester games, and felt he needed a step club. You know what I mean by that? He yeah. needs Palace or Brighton. Beats. The leads Leeds, yeah, exactly. He need a step club. But he's, he's close, but he's not quite there. And he's more a lefty stroke centre. We need a righty stroke centre, you know, mm. or an inverted player. That's what we need, a right-sider, stick-on right-sider. Now, I say this without really understanding how we're going to use Fabio Vieira, who is more mm. mobile and active than Odegaard. What Vieira has over Odegaard, I think he's more direct, and he runs around people. He overlaps and underlaps. Right? If you notice Odegaard, he's a he's a setter. He sits off.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He plays and he sits off and he waits to get it. He doesn't run past people, doesn't run through. And I think that penetration Vieira will will give that. So we need to see how we use him. And then are we going to say, you know what, we're okay in that right part, that right zone? Because with Vieira, with Marquinhos and with Saka, we and with Odegaard, we've got enough. You know, we got enough. This is why I think the Paquetta or Tielemans thing almost fixes things a little bit. It fixes mm. a few positions. They're multi-positional. Tielemans can play both sides and he can play six. Paquetta can play left eight, right eight, false nine, right right wing. There's it's, it's a, it's a lot to like there, isn't there? Yeah. I think that's almost the way to go. Versatility gets you squad depth. Rather than having too many players, you can't keep happy. I think so. This one, I mean, either one doesn't bother, it doesn't doesn't worry me. Although, if you ask me honestly, Tom, I would have liked another sprinter, the player. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's look and see what Marquinhos can offer. Because if between Marquinhos and Vieira, they may be able to offer enough. Maybe enough, Nelson. To, yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> enough to get Saka to get his. Flip flops on every now and again. You know, yeah, because, crikey, a kid
1: can kind of needs off. a rest, doesn't he?
2: Yeah. Nelson, I'm not there on Nelson, mate. Just to upset people who are there on
1: Nelson. I'm, there's I'm a lot. Not there there's on a me. lot that really do like him. That, yeah. A lot that I really like him.
2: I just, yeah. I tell you what, it is with him. Um, he needs to find a game and a league where he expresses himself. I watched it. We all watched him in the first team a couple of times, but. Watching him in the Hollander, he's doing, he's doing quite well. I think mm-hmm. he feels quite comfortable there. I watched him play on the 23 game when he came back to Arsenal against Chelsea, and I watched him play. And Tom, I'm telling you, it wasn't too long ago,
3: mm.
2: it was about watching Neymar. He was <laughs> just incredible. By far the best player on the pitch. And I thought, that's what you're like when you're fully confident. Mm. He wasn't running five yards, shuffle, 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 knocking it square. He was knocking it, driving, doing in both feet, taking free kicks, taking fr- taking throwings to himself, doing everything. You know, and there is something there, but I'm just not sure he's gonna come out in the Arsenal first team. You yeah. know? and sometimes you just you just need to let someone fly away and find their career. You know, he needs to play. He can't be under twenty threes anymore and he can't be carrying the water bottles anymore. It's
1: time to play for him. We might need a first option or something like that if we let him go, something like that, on a potential deal. Because you Mm. can tell there's a player there. There's something. There's something there. It's just, as you say, I don't think it's coming out at Arsenal. Um, Let's uh, let's jump into the chat box over the last 10 or so minutes of the show and tackle some questions from you guys. Uh, Ali, who mentions another wide forward, Says I wish Arsenal went after Moussa Diaby by Leverkusen. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, I don't think he'll cost much more than what we were willing to pay for Rafinha, and he's got great numbers on both flanks.
2: Yeah, he's sharp, isn't he? He's not mm. slow. He's very yeah. quick. He's very quick. Um, yeah, I, I, you can, I can always see it. I, I don't know. I don't know, mate. Sometimes. When offensive players come from Germany, I just have a little worry sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's a slow league or anything like that, but I just have a little worry. I've, I've seen him play. He played for France, but he's just very quick. I think, it, I think the numbers are just too big for me to make me think you're going to change my life. I just feel that they are just... Yeah. They're looking to move. To, they parked him. They got him there. He's, playing in, he's in the France squad. You know, he's right there. Yeah. They're looking for someone from the Premier League to come along and just give them 65 mil. And why? You know, well, it's not enough for me yet, not proved enough. Um, but, yeah, very promising, very, very quick. Um, but I'm not yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'm, not, I'm not feeling that one, mate, to be honest.
1: Um, it's interesting. I like the guy. You know, if, it was, if you told me that he was coming in this summer, I would have been quite happy about that. I think he offers goals and he's creative, versatile. Um, the issue with him is that he doesn't give you anything in the middle, which has always been kind of one of my things about a wide player is I wanted to see them be able to be versatile enough to give you something in the middle, which is like why I liked Cody Gapo because he, he offered that. Pedro Goncalves at Sporting is, is the other one for me yeah. um, that I like a lot. Um, Kuhl uh, Triangle says, uh, why did we bring Torreira, Marie, Runison, Nelson, Ainsley, Nuno, Bellerin and Balogun to pre-season instead of the mm. academy boys? Aren't they all just going to leave on loan or for good?
2: Yeah, this is interesting, this is. And I haven't had a chance to look around and see what you know, under-23 friendlies are going on and mm. if there are other commitments. Playing tonight, what... actually. Are they? Yeah. Herif-
1: Hereford, I think, tonight. Yeah, the under-21s
2: okay. or under-18s, yeah. So I haven't seen if there's any commitments that they want these young players to be here for. Um, there's, there's a new management in the under-23s, under-18s. Obviously, we saw that this week. I'm trying to work it out because to me, mate, Arsenal are not stupid, but this looks stupid, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it, But they don't want to ostracize people. Mm. But this doesn't feel right to me. And
1: how you can pick Runesson over Patino
2: like that? Yeah. I
1: can't wrap my head around that. Like
2: so, Patino. So, do you watch a game the other day? Mm. Right. So we can. We can all see the. We can, yeah. we can. all see the transformation in him. Forget for. I promise you those people who haven't seen that game need to go and look at what this kid's is doing with the ball. How he's receiving it, how he's keeping it on his safe side. His passing has information all over it. He's gonna be a player. Now I just cannot see why he's not on that plane. This he's got oh. an injury. I honestly I can't see it. I've been I sort of I sort of live in an area where he was at an academy. And so I have seen him from a very, very young age. So I knew all about the hype. I knew before he signed for us what was going to happen.
3: Mm.
2: And in a lot of my sort of, because I realize now I've got a few people that follow me, I've tried to keep my mouth shut about him because yeah. it adds to the the hype, you know. Yeah. And um, But it's very hard. It's very hard to keep your mouth shut. And even the other day, I sort of played it down a little bit. But I've, I, just, I I've, I've found it hard to play down what potentially what we could have. You know, and I just think it's a wrong move. I I, honestly I think it's a wrong move without knowing all the detail behind it. It looks wrong to me. It doesn't feel quite right. The Academy has been such a big part of what we're doing, big part of this project, be part of our identity, one of our key pillars in our identity. And we brought one Academy kid. Now maybe it's gonna be a bit more of a commercial trip. Maybe it's gonna be something they can't really benefit from physically. That's why I want the senior pros to be more involved. I'm trying to think of reasons to make it make
1: sense. The, the sales know? part is what I'm trying to reason is that they're using it as a shop window. Um, yeah,
2: potentially shop yeah. window commercial. But are they going to look at these kids and say we're going to we're going to prepare you back up base? for the season ahead, really put you for some training and give you some exposure in your level. I'm trying to make it make sense to myself, Tom. I'm saying that I don't really believe it. I think there's a mistake there. Yeah. Buzzing for Rural Walters, I think he's an excellent player. Yeah. I said on the podcast the other day that I think, although Brook Norton Cuffey is also an excellent player, I tell you now, Rural Waters is the one that's going to go further, in my opinion.
1: Really? Wow, that's a cool... And I said it, All right I I'll, I'll go on the opposite side to that and we'll
2: go hold into me it. hold <laughs> me on it hold me on it. I've watched I watched the uh, it doesn't matter they're both great players I don't yeah. know, like they're both great players we're very lucky to have them but rural waters mate you heard it here watch this space
3: He's got what a great story Waters. Yeah,
1: um, he has. Really good story. Uh, mm. If you're not aware of it, people go and do some research. Uh, football London actually did a piece on it. I didn't do it, but someone did it. Um, okay,
2: I need to... Re- I did hear he was, at, he was at Spurs, wasn't he? He was at Spurs. Yeah, he, he also
1: had a trial right. at Man United and then actually took you? a break from football. Um, That's the bit I learned the last couple of days, which I didn't yeah. know. Mm. I know he's
2: in the England track. He's been in the England youth track for a long time. And that's when I first heard about him a couple of years ago. I thought oh, it's interesting. And then they do a little spread on the website sometimes about a player.
3: Yeah. And
2: I thought, mm, interesting they picked on him,
1: mate. He must be so
2: excited right now.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> must
2: can
1: you be imagine being on that excited. plane? Oh, the only gosh. one more excited than him is Frimpon, who's he's on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's
2: done. He's done absolutely great. Hasn't oh, he? great, <laughs> isn't it? I'm so pleased for him. What a brilliant, young man, right. yeah, brilliant young man he is. Brilliant young man.
1: Um let's we've got a couple more uh we can take. Uh, let's go to uh, Sophie. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh always appreciative. Says, How about Segino <laughs> Dest, Clive? Does Dest I'm um, basically I've told Sophie that you're not the biggest fan of Dest because you know <laughs> mate,
2: mate. One little sneeze and he falls over, he's not good enough for me. I don't know how he's ended up at Barfurna, I really did. I hope Sophie's listening. <laughs> 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 I think I just I just don't see it. I just I just don't yeah. see it at all. I don't see it at all. Um but hey, if you we were to buy it, I've got to shut right up if you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um Amen.
1: let's go to Russ who says, Do you think there's any way back for Torreira? Uh there's a lot of talk about I mean, it's interesting he's going on the tour. We heard today from his agent that apparently there's a pre-contract agreement in place with Valencia. Gatuso, of course, was part of Fiorentina and the big reason why he went there. Torreira was, you know, I really thought he was the solution to a lot of our defensive midfield problems when he signed, and I was yeah. like, "We got the guy, we got that, we got our own little Kante that can run about and be a terrier and be two players on the pitch at once." I really thought that when we got him, and yeah. then Emery just wrecked him, just absolutely ruined him. <laughs> like, you know what?
2: I I think um, when you do your when you do your recruitment, you need to you need to a bit more into their background right and mm. um and if they can settle you know and for me his problems were off the pitch you know I, I don't think he's a very mature lad you know the immaturity he mm. showed around when he was upset and he wanted to go to Boca and he wanted to play in the, he still he doesn't want to play in this part of the world full stop mm. he doesn't want to be here you know very immature statements coming from him and his agent and yeah so for me He's, I forget about his football. It's how he carries himself as an individual, right? And um, so I think Arsenal said, come back. You know, you're getting your money. Come back. Let's have a look. Let's see what's going on. You know, let's see what's going on, how you feel now. Also, it may be, come back. You're our player. Mm. And by the way, your demands you want from these clubs, maybe you need to relax them a little bit because yeah. we're in control of you. We own the contract. We're prepared to hold you for another year. So I think it could be a little bit of brinksmanship here, and suddenly, as he jumped on the plane, his agent said, oh, "We've got a deal. We've got a deal with Valencia." Blah blah blah. Again, that's immature. You know, um, it's very immature. You don't control the show. Keep keep your mouth quiet, and so you can get the best deal for your for your client, right? So um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it's uh one to watch there. I think he's a very immature player as a player. When we first saw him, he was playing for Uruguay at the base of a diamond. And the way we're sort of playing now, with almost false nine, it looks like a bit of a diamond. And you can see him playing at that base or yeah. easily. But the way we use that player at the base, that player has to have a really high technical level. Yeah. You know, a really high technical An level. Engine. And the way that the Uruguayers use him, it's almost like a... Oppressor and protector, and a protector of zone 14, and he does that very, very well. right very intense his tackling in. We need a smooth, deep line progressor, and I don't think that's quite him. But hey,
1: there you go. that's us wait and see. Uh, thank you, Matthew Ryan, uh, for your small donation, really appreciate that. And thank you, uh, Moss, for joining up as a member during the show as well. Uh, I think we got time for one more quick one. Uh, which is going to come from Isa? Who says uh, David Ornstein recently mentioned that Arsenal are interested in Carl Walker Peters. Yeah, do you think that a new right back would help us? Smart, very smart. That
2: I, I when I saw that I was I sort of semi punched the air because <laughs> yeah, he's a very good player, a very yeah, good player. Again, top. development is something you just can't read. You know, when he came out of Spurs, no one was crying. You know, mm. he's gone to Southampton and he's done really well. Now, the problem is that Southampton lost Livramento with a cruciate, didn't they? And and I think Livramento would have been a good option for Arsenal. You know, yeah. a very good option.
1: They they really wanted him as well prior to his injury that yeah. wrecked, that wrecked the interest. that's yeah. a player. So Carl
2: Ward Peters is a is a really good player, and I think again he fits the project. You know, he, he's young, he's English. There is a group of young English players there. Forget the Spurs thing. The boy can play. He really can play. He's really improved. His confidence is high. Mm. He's not just a run up and downer. He can play on the ball. He can play inside as well. He can play on the left side. And because has done well, he has played on the left side in the Premier League and we have seen it. You know, so um yeah. So yeah, I'm not against that at all. And he's a, you know, he played for England this year as well and did well in the game, you know. So um I'm not sure what numbers would be, though, Tom. Spurs have got a 30 million buyback. So if they've got a buyback of mil, why would Southampton take anything less than that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's going to be a too heavy one. Too heavy.
1: To finish the show, we start with the question uh, that we started with was just a round off. You don't need to add any flowers to it, but just who do you think we will sign between now and the end of the window? Well, it's one of. (laughs) of, I uh, I think...
2: I think... I think Tielemans.
3: Yeah,
1: so do I.
2: I think Tielemans. Um, I've I've heard a few whispers myself, like you have, no doubt. So I think Tielemans.
1: Been agreed for ages with the player. But... I've heard that as well.
2: Yeah. yeah I've, it's, I think Tielemans, but I do like Paquetta. I do like Paquetta. So, <laughs> yeah. but I don't see a solid, super solid link there. You know, but I do like Paquetta. It would be great to get both, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, if, I mean I I can't see both. You know, I'd no. absolutely take both. Not um, without a sell. And you know no, what I'm I talking think... about going.
2: Right. So Are you talking about certain
1: Mr. Xhaka, maybe?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he have to, Somebody have to go. It doesn't make sense yeah. to buy two. That's FIFA stuff. No, it doesn't no. make sense I'm, to buy two. It's FIFA stuff, yeah. We're <laughs> talking about analogy. we're talking about Patino and with young players they can change in, in in two weeks and suddenly they score in a big game and it's it's we're thinking how can you block that player you know defender so gonna be smart see again i'm a i'm somebody I'm, like, I'm i'm a coach by nature right i always, think i'm somebody who always wants to save people i think mm. i can save players and i look at nuno yeah, I, and i yeah. think we can i think he can be saved you know i don't he can be saved he can be he can be nurtured he can be developed and i don't see the the angst and sometimes I think the analysis of him, I think it's poor. I think it's really poor. I think it's—I don't think it's smart. People see the last thing and they think, oh, he's oh. rubbish. They don't see his presence. They don't see what he does off the ball. They don't see how he affects the opposition offensively. We just need to make sure the right side is more solid so he can shuffle around and be a bit higher up. Or we need to give him some simple patterns of play with deep ball progression that he can do and just try to tell him you don't have to run it out all the time (laughs) you you can just clip it up the line to Martelli. It's not the worst thing in the world you haven't got to run it out Mm. if you get caught we're going to get done the transition this is simple experience stuff so do we need to go away and and learn that somewhere else or do we do it at arsenal so i don't see a problem there um We'll be to see what happens with Rob Holding though, mate. To mm. see what happens there. Because
1: if I was him, I'd go. I'd go.
2: Saliba's come in and he looks like a he looks like a god. you know? So um,
3: <laughs> and if he if he turns it is up for and, some people.
2: <laughs> if he turns up in the in the dressing room and 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 then they're gonna look at him six foot four, takes off his the top, they're gonna look at him and think, well, I might as well move on then. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the end of that. <laughs> that's the end of that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some players have that aura about them, but he's certainly got that aura about him. And, um, yeah. and if he has a good game, you've got to say, I just ring up your agent and say, I'll tell you what, can you get me out of here, please? Because Newcastle,
1: I'm, Newcastle, I'm please. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not yeah. going to play. I'm okay. yeah. And so, yeah, let's see well, how to he does. I think Holding is comfortable. I think he's just comfortable. I yeah. think he's happy being in the squad. I think he enjoys being at Arsenal. I think he's happy playing here and there. Yeah. He's happy to get the money he's on because he's only recently signed a new deal. Um yeah. I think he's happy. Good
2: player, good player does per, performs good a role, defender. performs a role. Costs us Great two million to come quid. On a back three. Yeah, <laughs> really costs us two million quid. There isn't a drama there, is there? Really, and um he's one of the leaders in the dressing room. He's one of the captains. So yeah, fair play, fair
1: Clive. Play. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Pleasure.
2: No, and um, I'm going to look at the comments now and see if anyone's been slaughtering me. I hope they have. Only a
1: few for your, yeah. your Tavares saving.
2: <laughs> uh, well, all you do haters, come find me. I'll be ready to do
1: it We'll <laughs> <laughs> find you at the Emirates Cup, that's for sure. Come find me. Indeed. Uh, I know that the, the vision's on a little bit of a sabbatical, I think, while Elliot's away. Um, But uh, tell people where they can, of course, find you and, and what you're going to be up to, mate.
2: Yeah, so... Um, they can find me in the Emirates at cup level for Sevilla, that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Well, I only do the Arsenal Vision really, Tom, and the Arsenal Vision podcast. So I do that. I think we are doing one tomorrow. So, um, oh, nice. nice. Listen out for that. We do a lot of stuff in the background on Patreon, on a lot of coaching and a lot of scouting, and a lot of stuff like mm-hmm. that, which I really enjoy. I'm going through my own preseason right now, so I'm in a good coaching groove. So, um, so yeah, that's where you
1: can find me lovely stuff make sure you do it you can find Clive on Twitter at ClivePAFC you can find ourselves at the Gunners Talk TV make sure you're subscribed to get more interviews like this and of course daily updates on Arsenal's transfer news Clive watches so you should too is, is going to become my new <laughs> motto for the channel um, but thank you so I'm much a member God. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a member as well. Yes. Absolutely.
3: Got
2: support we always... you've got to support people, man. Thanks. Well man. you do. You do
1: a great job. Keep it great. Thanks, mate. bro. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, there's um just as a teaser, Clive's on, so I can give a teaser. Hopefully, there's some things are gonna look different here. Not in terms of personnel, just what you see is gonna look different soon. Oh, cool. Uh so there's a little a little teaser. I'm looking forward to what hopefully will be quite a good kickoff to the new season. Um excellent. Although I am missing the first half of the first game because my best men decided it'd be great to put the stag do on that weekend. So uh Oh ah, well. Yeah. I I'm
2: sure, fi- I'm sure you'll find a way. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> let's not make it go to Out of Mongolia. <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: I mean on my honeymoon, I'm only missing one of the games. I say missing. I'm definitely gonna find a way to watch it. But yeah. come on. Man. Mauritius definitely will have a way to watch it, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. Um uh, See you all soon. Thank you for watching. See you in the morning. Uh, And of course, I'll be live at 8pm tonight over on Lee Judges channel with Dan and and the like as well. So do check us out over there too. Um, See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute.
0: That's Stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.